Norway holds the almost unbeatable record of the most last places in Eurovision, and for a very long time the results were unimpressive to say the least. It would take two energetic girls to turn the Norwegian Viking ship around and bring Norway its first victory. Besides this historic victory, both Hanne Krog and Elisabeth Andreasen have competed both before and after in the Eurovision and in national finals. Hanne for Norway and Elisabeth skipping between Norway and Sweden. Sweden and Norway and Norway and Sweden. And yes, yes, I promise I'm gonna ask the question, what the f- is Bobby Socks? This is Eurovision Legends and I'm your swinging sock puppet, Emil Lofström. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Hanne Krog and Elisabeth Andreasen. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Here we are. Lovely to have you here. It's lovely uh, to have you on the picture here. You're looking so swell. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. I'm blushing now. I, I second that. Yeah. <laughs> Hanne, you have participated in Norway's pre-selection Melody Grand Prix five times and been chosen internally one time. And the funny thing is that the songs you have competed with have won every time, except in 1979 when you got a last place. That was a sort of winning it all the other way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're going to lose, you should do it properly. Yes, absolutely. We we have a, an expression in Norwegian, we say we have rounded something, and I have rounded the Eurovision, or Melody Grand Prix, that is, <laughs> done everything. You mm. represented Norway in 1971 with the song Lycken är, that ended second to last in Dublin, but yeah. was a major success in Norway. Lycken finnes på That was that was very special because that was first time I was in television on the Norwegian final for Eurovision, and uh, it started with a bang. It was huge in Norway at that time. It's still huge, actually. Yeah. You are only 15 years old in Dublin. What was it like to represent your homeland so young? That was great. I was too young to be nervous. I just had a blast. It was fantastic. What was very special that year is that. Uh, the jury members, there were two from each country, they stayed at the same hotel as we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very happy afterwards because I was next to last. I did what was expected of me. I beat Malta. But uh, the the jury members that did not live at the hotel, the, the Irish jury, they had they gave me, they could give five five points each, these jury members, and yeah. they gave me two times five. <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> I won outside the hotel. The year after, you participated again with the song Småting and won again. But this year, it was decided that Grete Kausland and Benny Borg would represent Norway with the song. How come you didn't get to go again? Because they had a very special uh, 
thing they 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 did they were very anxious that it should be a um, song contest and not a performers contest that year so all the songs were sung with uh, two different types of orchestras and uh, what i sang was happiness is little things and they won with something called little things is happiness <laughs> so <laughs> it would have been almost like the same thing all over again but i was so i was so yeah, I didn't like that when uh, because I, I like that they went and Greta Kjærsdon came back her comeback and she's one of the major performers mm. ever in Norway. So that was fantastic. And Benny Borg is one of our major performers too. So that was okay. But I was 16 years old, you know, quite young. I came in from a little town on the west coast and no one congratulated me when Smoting won. And I was so sad and so hurt. So I stopped singing for 10 years almost. <laughs> Of seven at last. And in 1979, you did your third attempt in Melody Grand Prix with the song Norvier Barn, which wasn't a success. Absolutely not. And that last place was so well deserved. She got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I got married. I was busy doing other things, <laughs> learning another trade and being married. Yeah, that was so well deserved. The, the key was absolutely too high. And uh, yeah. <laughs> That was Anita one that year, and that was beautiful song. So, and uh, Beton, she's on tour with Anita these days. Yes. Actually, Anita we have a, a new premiere tonight as well. So, so. we are singing. On. Which song was it? Casanova. Uh, Elizabeth. Yeah, we oh. sing that song tonight. <laughs> Elizabeth, you participated six times in the Swedish Melody Festival and six times in the Norwegian Melody Grand Prix. So, twelve times in total. I think it's 11 and 12 is one that I hosted the show in Spectrum. Isn't that right? Because I have the list here, it's 11. <laughs> no, maybe it's 12. <laughs> I think it's 12. I, I, maybe you have forgotten Vaken in Drum. No, it's here. I think it's uh, 11 and one is uh, when I was hosting it in Spectrum, 1992. I'll see here. 2002, 2003, 2011. Yeah, that, it's and 2015, all over the world. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Thank you very much. This is a very old list. <laughs> the, the first time was with the group Sweets and Chips in 1981 with the song Good Morgon. That ended up in a second place in Sweden. Yes.
the next time was the year after with the song Dog After Dog that won and represented Sweden in Harrogate and got an 8th place. Yeah, my God, we were so happy and that was the first time I went abroad with the music, with 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 a career and it was a blast to be in Harrogate. It was a beautiful little city and we had such <laughs> so much fun with the, all the other participants and uh, Jan and Anita was there singing uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adieu, uh, but it was really nice for for uh, Chips and Kiki and Lasse Holm and Torin Söderberg and, uh, oh, and Bert Carlson was there and made a lot of shows, so <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was very exciting for a young artist uh, to go to an international final, the Eurovision Song Contest. For the yeah. first time, it was really, really fun, and it was really big in Sweden. We were 30 people going <laughs> in in the in delegation, <laughs> and Hannah, when she was in 71, <laughs> there were only four. It was me and the, the conductor yeah. and composer and the guy who was like uh, that. Well, the one who was compensating yeah. on TV and my mother. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was, was a, that was a you know such a big difference from the year <laughs> That's why 82. we come second to last. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a lot of fun stories from from Harrogate but they're not allowed to be on the <laughs> Mine are more decent because I was there with my mother. That's <laughs> really a blast. success in Sweden so we we still meet and we still talk with Kiki and so that was that was fun mm. the same year the song Här kommer solen was also submitted this year to the pre-selection but was refused and later turned up on your record with the new title having a party album with ships sold 100,000 copies in Sweden but despite this you dissolved the group the following year why yeah because there was so much going on Kiki had V6 and she had her solo career and Lasse Holm and Torne Söberg wanted us to do the ships and I had my solo career so it was very very much to take care of and it was a very huge mix of everything so to take decisions was really hard. So we just continued with... Uh, Kiki had really a hard contract with v So she couldn't tour with ships during that summer because of v 
So there were small problems to the right and to the left. So we decided to, to continue with the solar careers and be sex for Kiki. And then I went to Norway, so that was fun. <laughs> I'm very happy they did because yeah. uh, otherwise Bobby Socks would never have existed. No. So I'm very happy. <laughs> so I went down to Belgium in 1983 and Hannah saw me there and we met. And yeah. the rest is history. <laughs> My favorite songs from Ship's repertoire is the two ABBA-esque songs Jealousy and Get Him Out of Your Mind. I haven't heard that. Jealousy. Oh, I love those songs. behind the screen, behind the window in the studio. He was shouting and waving his <laughs> arms and he was jumping up and down. <laughs> I've had so good, find good memories from the studio with Lasse and Torini because they were, they expressed their feelings so wonderful. Hmm. Jumping around and screaming and some of the songs had too high key. Hmm. Uh, because Lasse always wanted everybody to scream so <laughs> high. So we were having some fights uh, because I thought it was too high. We couldn't stand there and sing on our toes. <laughs> so fights there about the keys and stuff like that. But that's good memories. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. In 1984, you were back in the Swedish pre-selection and this time solo. The song was Kärleks Magi, which was no success. No, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why? My hair was terrible because I colored my hair and I didn't see it was uh, a red color. So I, it, it was terrible. I, and I sang badly. And if somebody came up to me that evening behind stage and said, wait, you can just relax because next year you will win the whole shit. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't believe them. I have to tell a story about that yeah. because I, I saw Elizabeth in Belgium and I had this idea for the group Bobby Sox and I had the, the record company owner and uh, my manager to be there with me to watch the, the Swedish <laughs> the Swedish finals. You, you have to see her. She is so great. And she started and they just looked at me with this. Chalix uh, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, are you really sure about this? I said, yeah, yeah, I am. You have, you have, you have to. This is not her. <laughs> I'm very happy that you were standing on my right, standing up for me. I was just about it. So, but it was really, it was really okay to be there and do that as well because you, you, you can't just win every time. No. You have to have, uh, you have to feel 
how those feelings also are. That, that makes you know, the winning even better. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and I think it was fun because in '85 you won the whole thing with <laughs> for Norway in the same city, Gothenburg. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was really special for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the Heres they deserve to win. Oh the yeah, they did. In the meantime, you had already formed Bobby Socks, and I wonder what is a Bobby Sock? <laughs> you see, I at that time I was a solo artist and I was selling quite well in Norway, but I had released five uh, albums in two years, and I said this is overkill. So I either have to do nothing for a while and or do something entirely different. And I'm not about doing nothing. So I I had this idea about a group. Um, based on uh, 50 type of music because my parents met in New York in the 50s and they played that music for me all my childhood and uh, I wanted to do that 50 sort of mixed with 80s and um, Bobby Socks that was the name of the girls in the 50s it's like Bobby Soxers I didn't know that I only knew that my mother she talked about young girls in New York with ponytails and bobby socks. That's those rolled down uh, ankle socks that they used in, in that time. And I thought that was a nice name because um, a 50 type of music and two girls, two socks. And one important thing is that Norway wasn't as good speaking English at that time. And if you pronounce it in Norwegian or in English, it, it sounds just the same, right? So I thought that was a great punchy name. I didn't know that we would we would be grown-up women with that because <laughs> it's a really young word right mm. pink um, young word yeah so bobby socks is, is the name of the socks actually the ankle socks your first album was released in 1984 with the singles i don't want to break my heart and radio yeah both songs were written by uh, Rolf Lövland. Lade Svinge, the first and only song that was submitted to the pre-selection from Bobby Sox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You see, Adolf was invited to, to, to write a song that year. For exactly. Europe, and he worked with us, so he wrote the song for us. So that was a song, yeah. He, he came with some other ideas also, but when he came with Lade Svinge, I just well, shouted and Yeah, we, <laughs> we called Elizabeth right away. <laughs> well, listen to this, Elizabeth. Yeah. Well, are we gonna win? We had a good chance. That yeah, we, we had a good chance, yeah. and it was. It, it was not a normal song. We, no. we felt something's gonna happen with this song. Yeah. If we don't win, we will break the Bobby socks, or anything will happen uh, because of this song. Because it was so special for us. It's not a whatever song. No, it's, it's not, a hit. No, it's a hit. And um, that was fantastic, winning Eurovision and with a hit in addition. Yeah. Because it today still. 
it's as fun. It's always fun to go on stage and sing Lord Svinge. It does something to people, mm. makes them happy. And it's so easy to think that what is what is easy to listen to sounds like, a, well, quite a simple song, but it's not easy to, to make a song like that. It's very, very hard. It, it takes a composer like Rolf Lövlam, having uh, composed, for instance, You Raise Me Up, the most sold song in the world the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. It takes a composer like him to, to make something that is so directly to people like Slow Swingers. song with you, Elisabeth, was submitted to the Swedish pre-selection this year, too. Do you remember which song? In Sweden? Yeah. I didn't know that. Was <laughs> I? Yes. This is very funny fact, because if you would have uh, got through the selection panel with this song, you couldn't represent Norway with Ladisvinge. Aha. Lucky for you. Lucky for me. <laughs> Lucky well, for I me. don't remember. The song was Tissel Tassel. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. And the funny thing is that Kiki Danielsson won in Sweden, but she submitted two songs. She submitted Plingeling 2 this year. No, I, uh, Bert Carlson asked me to sing uh, Papaya Coconuts, <laughs> and what? I said, very much no, thank you. <laughs> and then he, get, he said, you're so stubborn, Elizabeth. Yeah, thank you, I'd like to be stubborn sometimes. <laughs> and she had a huge hit with it, but she loves it. And that's the, that's the thing, you just have to like, and Papaya Coconut is not my style. But <laughs> very good for Kiki. And Papaya Coconut. The song is passing your head too. <laughs> the song La was composed by Rolf Lövland, as you said before, who actually 10 years later would go on to win the Eurovision again with yeah. Nocturne. Yeah, so, so different. That's a wonderful song. Oh, yes, so... I was in the jury that year. Yeah, oh, so was I. Actually. Yeah, and I was pregnant. <laughs> really, really pregnant. He is. He's a fantastic composer. I, yeah. I once uh, was in uh, New York, and I, we had just finished. I, me and my dancing partner for from we call well strictly come dancing. Then you know this type of let's dance. Let's dance. And we uh, we went to this uh, dancing studio in uh, New York uh, under a church on Manhattan, actually. And uh, at the end, he saw this, there was something special, not with me, but with my, my partner then. 
and he said, "You can you you can choose the last uh, dance." And I said, "I would like to to have a waltz." And this American guy, he said, "Oh, then I'm going to play you something. It's the most wonderful waltz I've ever heard, and you probably don't know it. It's by a quite unknown group, <laughs> but it's called Nocturne." Since then, I, I just, I just love that song. Mm. We, we do it. Both Elizabeth and I talked a lot with Rolf before him uh, agreeing to be part of the Melody Grand Prix that year, because it was very uncertain actually whether he should be there or not with Secret Garden. And we mm. both said that if you do what you would have done everywhere else mm. with your group, don't try to win Eurovision. Just go out there and show them what you're doing. Do your thing. Yeah, do your thing. And it was the beginning of Secret Garden. Good. That was that a good start. Yeah, that was a good start. <laughs> he gave a good start to Bob Socks and a good start to Secret Garden. Yeah. With a six-point margin, you won the Melody Grand Prix in front of Anita Skorgan and got to travel all the way to Gothenburg. That must yeah. have been a long and exotic journey, especially for you, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, coming home to my uh, in my hometown and and compete for for Norway that was absolutely very very special, really. And uh, the, the the Scandinavia Marina was full of my classmates, my family, <laughs> friends from the island I grew up, and and it was absolutely special. Yeah, and Kiki was uh, competing for Sweden. She was number two, three. No, three. Germany was uh, two. Yeah, that's that, mm. that's right. The women. Für alle. Für alle. Mm. Für alle. Mm. So, so it was really exciting because Kiki was pregnant, and I was the only one who knew it in Lasse Holm. So every time she got uh, full points, she she just raised up in the green room and she did this to the sign to her throat to me. Oh my God! I can't <laughs> win. You have to win. <laughs> that final that year yeah. in Norway was very spectacular. Mm. I, it was, of course, Anita with this wonderful karma. But there were there was a lot of other fantastic yeah. songs, and I remember saying to Great Elizabeth artists. that if we could win this, we could actually win everything. Yeah, because that was the hardest competition ever. I think and it was. Yeah. yeah, it was a fantastic, and like almost everybody that participated that year, they're still yeah. working as yeah. performers in Norway today. So it was like, yeah, it was it was just fantastic. Anita and I are talking quite fun about that moment in our show tonight. Uh, on this <laughs> she show. hated us. Uh, and she's so fun when she tells the story uh, on, on stage when when we won and she was number two. And we and we tell the story that uh, she won the 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 fog yuri mm -hmm. and we won the the audience the people, the jury, and we make a lot of fun of that. So so it's it's a good story. In uh, Gothenburg, I have to say this, because I'm very proud of that. Because I just saw the other day, just one week ago or something, that um, if you if you look at 
how many twelves uh, the winning uh, mm. the winning um, song ha- has got through through the years. Number one is I think. Lorena. Um, Nine. Lorena is four. Ah, yeah. Well, uh, Alexander Ryback, Fairy Tale. I'm not talking about the points. I'm talking about percentage uh, of twelves. Yeah. First place in the different countries. You can't. You can't. Um, uh, look at the points because uh, there have been more and more and more and more people, yeah, right? More, more, more and more possible votes to have. But if you look at the percentage, I think it was Nonoleta, I think was number one, and um, Ambisin Frieden was number two, and Bobby Sox is the third. Yeah, with, with Lada Svinge, and then Lorene is fourth. Mm. Mm. That's a good percentage. I like I like that list. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> didn't you know that? Was there one little thing, Emil, that you didn't know? Oh. I know that you got eight twelves. Yes, out of eighteen, we had either eight or or zero. Yeah, <laughs> either twelve or zero. Because <laughs> I, I think I think they didn't really like us in the southern countries. They thought that we were a little bit un- <laughs> unladylike. <laughs> we were. They should only know. <laughs> Well, ladies, yes. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Who designed your memorable outfit? A friend of mine, actually. Mm. She she went to school with me. She is one of Norway's uh, today most famous designers. She mm. was educated in an haute couture uh, school in Paris. But we decided together that we wanted to be special and, mm. and have an image that was uh, quite far away from the solo artist's <laughs> image. Yes, so, right. So that was uh, that we decided to do something spectacular and pink and, and pink, pink and black. And then mm. she helped us to make it visible and yeah. nice. So she 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 deserves a lot of mm-hmm. praise for that. She yeah. she still I still I still use use her as a designer. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember who you thought would win, or did you have any personal favorites among your competitors? Oh, I thought Italy was beautiful. They were mm. singing right before us. Magic or magic? Oh, magic, oh, magic. La, 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 la. I like I like the Turkish guys, the three Turkish guys with the hats. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were so fun people. The, Emil, the, the, the three Turkish guys song. Uh, the Turkish song was Didai, Didai, Didai. Oh, Didai, that was oh, it, I right? Yeah, it's so, it's so nice. I have to tell you a fun fact about that because my daughter, she's an actress now, but she went to drama school Rada uh, in London, and uh, there weren't too many people in her class. It's yeah, it's a small class, and uh, one oh, of the well, one of the guys in her class, he was the son of one of those Turkish yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Family getting together. <laughs> it's a small world, right? And but the, the the guys were so nice. Yeah, and Sweden was fantastic. Always fantastic. Yeah. 
With uh, 123 points, you took Norway's first victory. You must have been very proud. Oh my God, yes. My... <laughs> oi, oi, oi. And was... extremely happy. Yeah. <laughs> you might have seen that when I ran down the stairs. That I, was... I love when you run down the stairs. <laughs> it, it's like, it, it would be a meme, I think. <laughs> yeah, please make me a meme of that. I would like to, have, I would like to use it. It was close <laughs> to a beautiful catastrophe. <laughs> Oh my god, I was so happy. If her, if her top had went down, that would be so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it would be popular all over the world. I, you can tell if you've seen it. You have to see it when I just raise my hands like some constructing builder. Like I was really not very laid like. And I was so happy. And I, I raised my hands and I briefly looked down with, with agony because both the straps on my dress, they broke. <laughs> so I said, oh, it's going to fall. <laughs> And at that time, I was so happy the, the dress didn't fall. But today, it's too bad it didn't. It's too bad it didn't. <laughs> we would have worldwide famous yeah. in two seconds. <laughs> in Sweden, everybody just remember Lillingfors dress. Not that we won. That's <laughs> From what I understand, you only had a 10-minute press conference after the victory because you, Elizabeth, had a show with Lasse Berghagen during this time at Tregon in Gothenburg. Yeah, that's right. And I told the, the restaurant and Lasse that uh, ah, maybe we will come back, but <laughs> even if we win, we will come back. So they had a big screen at the restaurant, <laughs> the audience. So they saw the final and they saw us winning and they saw us coming in there <laughs> with Hannah and me and the choir. And we uh, had, we did like five, six, seven numbers in the show and then Hannah and the, and the band, gang came up on stage and we did Let Us Sing. And I think the roof just went up to Pluto. <laughs> and that, that concludes the votes of my life. Because when winning Eurovision, biggest night in my life, I had to sit quiet and watch Elizabeth sing. <laughs> <laughs> that was my celebration <laughs> that night. <laughs> but and we... that, that gives a great, great picture of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> But she came up and it was just unbelievable <laughs> atmosphere in that restaurant when we sang Let Us Swing just two hours after winning. And uh, Lasse, was, Lasse was, uh, he thought he was in heaven. I remember, I remember when we entered the stage, I mean, being Norwegian, you're not supposed to win anything. And uh, at that time, Norway hadn't started winning. After that, it's been, there's been a lot of success on, on different fields. But I remember saying to Elizabeth, okay, when we enter the stage now, we probably can't win this thing, but we, we're going to look like winners. Yes. What happened is that we, we have so much energy and we're already so happy. So people were just convinced, I think. Yeah. Okay, they're the winners this year. They okay, are right. the winners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a fantastic evening. My, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, we went to bed at uh, 6 o'clock. And then 9 o'clock, the room was full of journalists and photographers waking us up. And then we started the tour back to Norway in two cars coming over the border with people waving and everything. It was, it, it never stopped. It took a year before it stopped. It hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the worst, yeah. worst, worst, worst yeah. but was. It, it's still, I mean, I am so grateful to God or whoever because it's given me possibility to do so much more. And, it, there's, a, there's a very, very stupid urban myth that says that it's, it's dangerous for a um, performer 
a singer to win Eurovision because <laughs> you will die very soon. I think this is a very slow and wonderful death because uh, I started, actually the first single I ever released was a translation from the previous year's winner from England, Knock Knock Who's There. And then first time on television, I won Melody Grand Prix, and then with Barbie Socks. And next year, 20th of February next year, it'll be exactly 50 years since I went on stage, 15 year old. The youngest ever in Norway, you can't beat it because now there's a limit of 16 years. And my career has just been going on since then. And Elizabeth and I, we are still so extremely, extremely blessed because we are, we work all the time, even now yeah. at Corona time. Yeah. And uh, everything is in my head because I do very many different things. As you know, I haven't been competing there since 91. But everything I owe to Eurovision in my heart mm. because it all started there. Mm. And it's a lie. Can we establish that forever? It's a lie that you die from winning Eurovision or participating in Eurovision. You have but, to, you know. But you have to be a good performer. You yeah. have to be a good Good song, good artist. Because yeah, good song. But also, you have to. You have if to you're good, it. people see that yeah. you're you you belong on stage. If you don't belong there, you will see that too. You need to be very focused, dedicated, and dedicated, and yeah. yeah. And I think that that that's it. If I mean, you're I, good, I you're even it, better. Yeah, I use it every not every time, but I mean tonight we have this beautiful Anita and I Eurovision memory lane thing going on and people just love it but still if, and, you, if you don't use the songs you still owe so much yeah, to Eurovision yeah, yeah. right and you can go on and do other things and I do very strange things sometimes mm. but still it started there mm. and I didn't die and it's fun because I have 40 years of anniversary next year from yeah Gumaron 81 so you have 50 and I have 40. It's really fun. <laughs> Don't say it. We do <laughs> extremely. We're very young at heart. Yeah. No, but it's it's really something. It's special. Uh, mm. We still work. We're still blessed to do what we want. We are solo yeah. artists that can decide ourselves what we want to do. So uh, I agree with everything Hannah says here. It's started there. So we're, we're really blessed. Yeah, yes. really. I, I feel so grateful. This victory opened many doors for you and Bobby Socks toured the world. Did you have time to enjoy this great success or was it too much work? I don't I don't think we had we didn't have the time to save it in our brain. We we had didn't have time to push the save button. So I've forgotten a lot, but you see memories from that time in glimpses, like mm. when we were we were we were guest artists in Asian popular song contests. That it was uh, sent, it was transmitted to one billion people, I think, <laughs> and we all stayed. All the performers for, from all over Asia, we stayed at the same hotel, and that was. Mm. I mean, that was so fun. It was, and it, it was, was fun in the reception during the in the lobby, the yes, in the, in lobby, the lobby after when everybody sat there jamming, talking, singing, singing the folk tunes. Oh, it was really special. And the girls from Turkey dancing belly dance with just jeans and t-shirts, yeah. and, and we singing then chatting on the Yeah. <laughs> All this so we had glimpses. We went to Australia. We had a mm. tour in Australia. 
Well, well, you 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 remember the glimpses, but it's a it's a good question, Emily, because uh, I had times when I was really depressed at that time. It's it's very it's something called post depression, right? That when you when you, you were, reach you a were goal, gone from your son for a year. Yeah, I was oh, I was for four God, years you were almost because of that. Almost, but it's also something called post depression. That when you reach a goal, that you really see, is this is this all there is? Is that all there is? Is that all there is? It was something like that in between also, but now I'm very happy. In 1987, Hanne, you competed as a lyricist in Eurovision with the song Mitt Liv that uh, Kate Gullbranson sang. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was I was uh, fortunate to to work with uh, Rolf on that song. And that was really fun. And it was fantastic uh, final that year mm-hmm. in, in Brussels. And I think Kate did a wonderful performance. Mm-hmm. She's such a great singer. That was fun. And I the lyrics on the verses there, I wrote especially the verses because I worked with Rolf on the on the on the chorus. But the verses they're actually about going on stage for the first time, not being sure if you're good enough. And I used all my experiences from '71 actually when I was going to compete in Eurovision for the first time. So they're all based on my own my own life and my own story actually. And that was great being there and Kate had a good um, a good placement. But seeing Johnny Logan coming back with uh, with Hold Me Now after having won earlier and really brought his life to pieces, and then he came back in his white outfit, anyone, and he sang like a god, and he just ran off stage after winning, and he went on on the top of the seats back into the audience and on the seventh row his brother was sitting and he just fell in his arms so to say and there was not one person in this uh, this hall that didn't cry at that time and what a song and what a singer and two years ago John Logan uh, came with me on my annual Christmas tour and to be able to sit there every night and hear him sing also what's another year I felt I was back in that hall and I cried every night. Mitt Liv ended in a ninth place but has become a really appreciated song in Eurovision circles not least because of her crisp porcupine styled hair. What do you think about that hairstyle? I love it. I must say, I love this style. Perfect Eurovision uh, image. I I sat next to her when doing that hair. I sat next to her with another hairdresser. And I said, are you sure about that, Kate? And I wasn't sure. But today, I'm sure it was so right to do that. It was so It's a perfect Eurovision image. (laughs) Everybody remember it. (laughs) It's uh, especially a huge hit in the gay community in, in, for instance, Norway. Mm. 
And I remember I was singing on the Eurovision Memory Lane thing up and Pride in, in Oslo once. And they asked me to do that song. And I didn't remember the lyrics, of course. But the 5,000 people standing in front of stage, they knew it. So they sang for me instead. In 1990, you, Elisabeth, competed again in the Swedish pre-selection as a solo artist. Do you remember the song? success wasn't it no how many times have you sang that song since 1990 not even once <laughs> uh, that was just fun to come back to sweden i was in a period of my career to do some pop things pop songs yeah. so i had a record called just elizabeth and that was pop music mixed with a little bit country rock it's a good album yeah it's Some songs are good and mm. some songs are less good. <laughs> uh, but it was a try to just continue to be in that bubble with, the, with pop songs. And uh, <laughs> I think that choice. was the year that Carola was in black. And that was so much mess about that. So I nobody remember I was there. So that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not so important every time to win it's fun to meet colleagues it's fun to sing it's fun to be with the musicians all that thing is sometimes forgotten because it's it's a beautiful week we have when we are there rehearsing being together go out eat and 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 rehearse rehearse and do all this for the clothes and interviews press conferences but meeting all the good colleagues that's a big thing too so i don't care if the place is number seven i said okay that was number seven well that was number i think i've been in all places now <laughs> in 1991 the yeah. songs that got submitted to norway's pre-selection were deemed so bad that they opted to choose internally and the band just for fun was chosen Tell me about this project, Hannah, that you were a member of. Well, I, I think it's very hard to talk about that, actually, because it was such a stupid decision from Norwegian television. It was very strange, and uh, it sort of took the air out of... Uh, well, it, was, it wasn't right, I, but it was very tempting. I was, I was not really part of that discussion, because I only had two weeks to decide which song and if we should do it. And I was in another bubble, so I didn't, really, I didn't have the time to think it all through. And uh, I, I remember uh, I had two weeks to, to find the song. I mean, imagine. And I had a wonderful song that Rolf Lövland sent to me but, uh, in, uh, for this. But I said, okay, this is what I, I wish would be the one to sing it. And uh, I didn't want to have too much focus on me because I wanted so much the other three in that group to be seen because those three people are just tremendous singers. You probably know Eide Kurhaugsson. That has that participated for Iceland. Absolutely. The Marianne Antonsen, uh, 
an extraordinary singer, and also Jan Groth. And I, I just saw it as an opportunity to, to make the people see this group because I was so extremely proud of them. I think it was, but it was a, a wrong song for us. And I was the one who who invited the composer in, but it was a pop song, like you said, Elizabeth. Mm. And pop, light pop like that was not really this group. It was much more, much more rock, actually. And it should have been different, but we didn't have the time. And it's, it's very strange because, Almost no one in Norway knows that, but I get a lot of, lot of mail still. Actually, one yesterday as well that said, "I've been waiting for years. Could you please get Mrs. Thompson out on Spotify?" And if I meet Eurovision people abroad, so many people come and say, "Oh, I really love that song." I said, "Okay, I, I forgot about that song. I almost forgot about it." But there was one fantastic memory from that evening in Rome, because I was standing just um, backstage. Just, just close to the stage when Carola sang Fongalam and Stormin. And she had this extreme feedback in her monitor because this was before in-air system. She had this terrible feedback. You couldn't hear anything else but that feedback. And you can't even see it in a glimpse in her eyes. She is so professional. She just keeps on going. And that number one place is so well deserved, yeah. both for her fantastic performance, as it always is, but also for pulling that through. Mm. I don't know many people who would have done it. You said before here that Rolf Lövland wrote a song, and I guess it was Jag kan se en stjärne falle. Yeah, it was actually. Wow, you're good. You know everything. Yeah, you're good. Nobody knew that. I never told anybody about that. You did that? Yeah, yeah. Sort of my. Okay, um, I don't think I ever. Yeah, you must know it from somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) That's great. You're good. You're really good. Didn't you record this song later? Yes, I did. I actually had the Norwegian Grammy for that. Yeah, it was on that I recorded when I was pregnant. It seems like we're pregnant all the time. Yes, <laughs> we are kicking. I'm pregnant now as well. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna write the Bible about it. <laughs> This was the last time, at least to date, that you competed in a festival to reach Eurovision, Hanne. Yes, But have you done any more attempts? No, I have been asked many times, but not one. But as I mean, as you said, I have. I won it and traveled. I won it and didn't travel. I lost it. I won it and won, you know, traveled and won. I was so lucky to be one of the songwriters. And then I I traveled without winning anything. So there's not more that I can do in that competition, but I still 
love it. And Elizabeth, wasn't that fantastic when we were in, in London for the 60th anniversary for Eurovision with oh Graham God. Norton and that fantastic... Petra Mede. Mede. That was an extremely fun weekend. Yeah, it was Eurovision 60, BBC's yeah. uh, anniversary. We had to, you know, all the members came up, all the colleagues we met, and you, oh, it was so fantastic. And they made it so nice for us. Yeah. We, we, we sang live, Han and I. Yeah, with a live band. Live oh, orchestra, I, I, I dancers. live bands. Yeah, and all the, the, the saxophone players on yeah. the stage. And it was really, really nice. And, uh, and it was transmitted to all Europe, actually. Yeah. So I saw it in Spain when it was in. Yeah, it was, it was a memorable, a beautiful, memorable thing that we were so proud that we could participate in. Yeah, and we were really, we felt really... And the fun story is that, great. you know, when we came there and we did the, uh, the rehearsal, the TV made a, a, a recifele, what do you call that in English? I don't know. Number, so, of, number uh, of songs singing thing in the show. Yeah. They heard Let It Swing. They put us closer up to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I was, we were all, we were like fourth last after the rehearsal. That was really fun. Yeah, that was they fun. moved us up. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because we were supposed to sing as number seven or something. Okay, right. And then after the rehearsal, he moved us up to number four from the end. I remember Simon Proctor, who yeah. was the who was he the did it. leader. He did it. Yeah, I think so. And he yeah. he was in charge. He was in charge of the program. And uh, he sent us a mail afterwards from a critic in one of the main uh, British newspapers. And they, 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 he wrote about the main events happening on television that weekend. And there was like, it was four times mentioned, four things mentioned, like some horse race and very different. <laughs> and one of, and the lines about this was Bobby Sox tearing down the house of Apollo. Yeah. I thought that was as great a success as 85 in Gothenburg. <laughs> and cute story is that uh, we brought our daughters. Amalia yeah, yeah, was yeah, there yeah. and Anna, my oldest daughter, Anna was there. And Anna and Amalia never brags about who we are or they're our moms or whatever. They are. <laughs> they just, prefer not to mention No, it. but they're just <laughs> quiet and they're, you know, never make a story out of that. But when we came out on stage... <laughs> Uh, starting the intro of Let It Swing in our pink clothes with all this lighting and orchestra and 4,000 people in the audience, <laughs> Anna screamed, she's my mother! <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it was fun, memorable. Elisabeth, you were destined to represent Norway two more times in Eurovision. 1994 together with Jan Werner in Dublin with the song Duet and Solo in 1996 with Evighet on home soil and with a well-deserved second place.
do、I、you have any special memories from '94 and '96? <laughs> yes, '94 was、uh, unbelievably special for me to sing with John Werner because Rolf and I had this duet song that we wanted to find a duet partner. And first, Tor Andersen was actual suggestion, but he couldn't because he had his own song that year wrote. So just a couple of nights after we asked Tor Andersen, we sat down and saw TV, and we both saw John Werner competition、uh, uh, doing、um, Norwegian TV. First time on TV. First time on TV,、mm-hmm. and he won this、uh, NRK competition, a talent. Competition, and we both took the phone and called each other. I mean,、uh, immediately, <laughs> and said, "My God, look! Listen to this guy. Maybe he could be the the duet partner if he wants to." So we called him, and he was screaming for hours <laughs> when we called him and asked because he was the biggest fan of Eurovision. He was the biggest fan of Bobby Sox, Hane, Bettal, and all these people at Eurovision. So he almost fainted. <laughs> When we asked him, and that was the beginning of the story of our、uh, work together, and for him to sing that song and win for Norway was absolutely—it's、uh, it's very hard to explain. But he was so happy, and I was very happy because we really love that song, and I really love that guy. Yeah, he of- was such a loss for Norway and for for his family and for all the fans. Really, he was the best guy ever. And that that song is one of the best、uh, Norwegian songs through decades, and it's still it's it's that sort of song that just grows and grows and grows, and it's just getting getting more loved、mm. by every year. And still, it's、uh, it's played so much on Norwegian radio, and people just yeah, as I said, they love it more and more and more. And Also, the thing you said before, Hanna, how you feel on stage when you do the right thing.、Mm-hmm. Everybody could see that we really, really love this song, and we really love each other. Everything was so right, exactly as we felt when we did Ladusvinge.、Mm-hmm. That it was the feeling that this is so right. I won't do anything else、right. in the world now than this. And it wouldn't have mattered if you had lost it all. No, no, no. That's the thing、ridiculous. that I also、yeah. said.、Mm-hmm. The thing is, how do you feel about doing this? And Jon Vern and I, we were so happy. So we were—I mean, we were jumping around in our hearts all the time. <laughs> it was—we were so happy, and and it felt so right. And and the, and the duo was really a successful duo. And we—that's one of the best memories I have in my life. Working with him, and it's like,、mm. and and also another thing they say about Eurovision that is fake is all fake. That was about as far away from fake as it's possible、yeah. to come. But、uh, so I still sing that song、uh, both solo and now with Anita. It's a really special thing in our show now、mm, yeah, that she sings his parts. It's a great,、mm. it's a great show, by the way.、Mm. If you have any possibility to see that Betanita, as they call the <laughs> the team. Yeah. If you have one one possibility to see that show, you should really see it, and that and it also talks well about Eurovision, actually. Yeah, we do.、Mm. We love it. So,、mm. but Jon Werner, he is worth everything, and he was a very very special person, and、yeah. people love him still. One of the best singers ever、yeah. in Norway. Yeah, really, really. It was such a such a tragedy. I'm really、place. blessed having that memory with him. <laughs>
John Van sadly passed away in 2006, only 30 years old. Uh, five more times you competed to reach Eurovision, two times in Sweden and three times in Norway. Do you remember the songs, Elizabeth? Yeah, I do. <laughs> she has a oh, list here. I have a list here. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think uh, the last year, 2015, the tour, that was really fun because uh, we decided... We've been working very much together. We love each other. And we feel really like twins. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were planning a tour. So then we said, well, we should maybe we should participate in Eurovision b- before this tour. So tour and Torture. his good friend, Are, wrote this song. And out of, no, out of you know, the song was taken up. And, it's and a nice song. It's a beautiful song. And we never thought that... Uh, we we hope we were really hoping to go to the to the gold final, and we did. That was our goal. <laughs> so our goal was to do a new song for the tour, to be presented as a couple for the tour, and we had a wonderful tour and 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 a good song. And so that's also a good memory. Tour and I can put in our little memory box. I remember the first thing I said when I came to the meeting at NRK. I said. We want the gold rush, the gold rain. We want the gold rain behind us. Okay, we'll, we'll write that up. And a huge children's choir. And a two huge children's choir. We thought we could have a choir with six people. But the, and then then kid said, no, 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 we we're gonna have we're gonna have 60 kids. <laughs> and I said, what? Can we is that allowed? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're not allowed to do it if you win. No, but we'll have that. Spectrum, Bobby Sox had its 30th anniversary. So we had the intermission yeah. with Bobby Sox. So I changed clothes four times during this. It was the opening act, it was Tour and Me singing, and it was the Bobby Sox show. And then we came to the gold finals. I had to change again and go and sing the song one more time with Tour. So that was a. a What's fun. more, a Beton show we oh all had to God. watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in 1998, Winds of the Northern Sea got a second place in Norway. And in 2002, Vem Ede Du Vill Ha, together with Lotta Engberg and Kiki Danielsson, got a third place. And this was a big success in Sweden. We met once, uh, Lotta was asking to do Barnkamse Galan, a big gala in, in Sweden. And she said, well, I don't want to sing alone. Can I bring some friends, she said. Oh, that's how it's Yeah. And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she called Kiki and myself. And we sang uh, on that gala. And Swedish television got so many reactions from the audience that evening. And when we sat at the restaurant uh, and had uh, dinner after the show, the producer called us and said, I just have to tell you because it's been a storm of, of reactions of you as a group. So you, you just think about that. So the same night, we decided to do this show that we did on 
Kiki Bettanlotta in Gothenburg. So that happened really fast, the same evening. And the same evening, we called Lasse Holm and asked if we could write a, a song for the Grand Prix, Melodifestivalen, uh, so we could uh, present the group in the Melodifestivalen first and then uh, opening night some months after. But Lasse didn't write, he, he had wrote another song. So we had uh, this other guy, Flätan, I don't Thomas Gesson. He wrote the song in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he presented it for us and we just screamed. We said, this is a great song for us. <laughs> and we were number three and we had opening show some months after and it was a huge success. <laughs> own for like three years <laughs> yeah and you brought the success to norway because the year after you participated with lotta and kiki in the melody grand prix with din hond i min hond yeah so we thought we can do the same here so we were planning to have the show in norway so we said then we have to do the same thing so we write a song but the song was not as good as uh and and the show couldn't go in norway because kiki got sick So that planning didn't go as what we wanted to. So, but that's life. But the song is not so good, I think. I didn't feel so good on stage for that song. Mm. It's not such a true hit. No. You hear and, it. And we felt the things were wrong because Kiki didn't feel good. Mm. So, so, and it was too late to draw back the song when we felt that because Kiki was not feeling good. And there was a change um, before that in Scandinavia but because before that we, we knew every performer from Sweden mm. and there was such a look out for everything Swedish, but that changed in no way. So Kiki and uh, Lotta, they weren't as known as they would have been 10 years before, you know. No, but the, mm. the, the, the dance, the bounce audience know them, but I don't yeah, think the song was good enough. And uh, and we felt very sorry for Kiki. She was did not feel good. But it was a nice performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. But, you know, we are used to doing so <laughs> Used well. to winning. <laughs> Would you like to do it again? Elizabeth probably would. <laughs> I don't know, but if I should do it again, it's it's all about the song. Maybe I would love to write the song myself. Yeah, that would be because nice. That's, that would be a new experience. Yeah, because that's something, if I should do it, I have to do something that I haven't done before. Yeah, right. Because you have to have like... Hard to find. <laughs> yeah, because as I said, you have to have a story behind it. Yeah, it has to true. have a meaning. And we... Nohan and I don't have to be on TV. No. We don't need to 
be on Eurovision. We don't need anything of that anymore. But if there's a good story, if there's a good song, mm. if if the if we are, you know, if there's a good reason for it, we can do it. Otherwise, mm. we would have to stick to interval acts. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so next year, both we can do something. Yeah. She has 50 and I have 40. <laughs> Thank you so much, girls, for this nice morning. Yeah. May, may I use this opportunity to do a shout out? Absolutely. I would like to do, say that I'm I'm very sorry for hundreds of reasons that there was no actual final this oh, year. Oh, Ulrike. Oh, my God. Yeah, for God. Ulrike. But you know what I first think about? Because Ulrike, she's made it here anyway. Yeah, but really. Iceland. Yeah. Iceland. I mean, it's so strange that the same year as Will Ferrell comes with his uh, Eurovision yeah. movie that I actually love I about Husavik and everything. <laughs> but this year, I think Iceland would have won. They would have won with this wonderful, crazy song that they had. And I really would have, oh, I would have been so happy for them. Yeah. Because Eurovision has been so important and with something so special as they had. Because mm-hmm. I watched my four-year-old granddaughter and she knows nothing about Eurovision. She knows nothing. But the, the, the kids, they can always pick a hit. Mm. And when you look at her watching and listening to that song, you know that that's an everlasting hit. Mm, that's true. And I feel a little bit for Ulrike too, but she is going to be a star. Yeah, in yeah that's, that's what I say. Ulrike, she's oh already there. She's God, one of she the, was singing. She, she's a fantastic singer. She's a good, good performer. She is. She, she, she can just sit back and wait for all the offers that she will oh, have. Yeah. You know. she was, but the, I, I, I just want to say it was a fabulous song. I see myself. In her when I was 20 years old. I was as crazy. As good? No, 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 but the spirit, the strength, the yes. thing she expressed from her face when she's talking to journalists in her videos, I can recognize that spirit, that love uh, for what we did. You know, the singing, the, to be be together with the other people in your vision and blah, blah, blah. All that. The <laughs> spirit, I, I recognize. But she still hasn't beaten me in running down the stairs in high heels. <laughs> no. Stor klem da, jenter. Stor klem. Nice talking to you, Emily. Now you don't.